Hello and welcome to the Healing Life Podcast. My name is Chris Rednidge. I'm a healer in Canberra, Australia. My work is in bone therapy, which is my main skill set. I'm a soft tissue therapist, a Reiki master in two Tibetan lineages, and I use various forms of energy work, uh, particularly sacred geometry, to help people unpack needed things inside their, their soul, their heart, their body, and emotions to heal further than they may have using only methods that are physical. So this session is quite personal. This is about my experience recently with healing childhood trauma. And I'm still a bit cautious to say it, but it, it is something that's happening, is that I've healed from my childhood. So this happened five weeks ago, and it's a combination of 44 years of work, pretty much. So... I've been working in the Wellness Breakthrough Academy for three and a half years, uh, where I've been working really directly, real specifically, uh, and pointedly at my inner work. So that's inner work to do with the emotions that we're stuck with, that we find difficult to work through, uh, that stop us moving forward, or that drop us into a downward spiral. It's working with difficult thoughts, it's working with the actual thoughts that are inside the subconscious, um, reframing thoughts, working with the higher minds, working with the lower mind, the subconscious, uh, working with archetypes uh, quite strongly. That's a very powerful way of make tr making transformation and quick transformation. And working with patterning as well. So the experience that I had five weeks ago was i come to a point where I was owning much of the inner work that I was previously still wanting to project out into the world when we can't own things because it may be too painful to own that it's too big of a thing to own uh, like maybe our resentment or the anger or the the level of grief that we might have uh, the level of feeling um have, we have to deal with things that are generational and it's like why why me why me do I why do I have to deal with this working with those kind of things it's easy to project out so I was at a point where I could really own um, the things that I, that have moulded me and shaped me for who I am and has caused pain in my life and have caused triumphs. So I, I, was, I was working on developing a new archetype to bring in for this year. So my focus this year is the confident man archetype. Uh, so I'd done a lot of work prior to seeing my mentor, Jason Irving, and in 15 minutes, and the change really happened in probably five minutes, it was incredible, uh, he was able to, to open my heart in a different way. It was a huge light. My heart felt like it was shimmering and, uh, and shining and beaming for about two weeks straight after this experience. And it broke through some key things in my psychology. It broke through. The biggest thing was I was running my, I was running my life with a base of the frightened child. So the frightened child wasn't wanting to go out and venture. The frightened child wasn't really wanting to live in the world definitely wasn't thriving it was just surviving trying to get through each week uh, it was using other archetypes to help get through each week but it, the fundamental thing was I felt really disabled and too scared to live in the world so that archetype was really shifted that archetype is we can't really get rid of archetypes because they'll, they'll come on line when they need to because uh, it has lessons for us but the power of that archetype and the dominance of it that's gone and the, the supporting man and the confident man is in place now. Um, so that broke through. The mindset is totally different. 
the emotions that I feel, the feeling inside. I feel like the part of me that was disabled is, is now has has life breathed into it again and I can move. I'm happy to get up in the morning. I can't wait to get up. That's never happened in my life. Um, I'm, I really can't wait to work with clients, to work with people I know I can, just me being me, using the skill set I've, I've been developing all my life to use those to really help people and to know exactly what to do. I'm happy to do that. I, I can't wait to do that. Um, so my ability to, be able to work in the world is, you know, so much easier. Um, so that was a big breakthrough to start with. So the next change that happened within a week, I had a uh, PSH session. PSH is, stands for Private Subconscious Mind Healing. It's a form of hypno, hypnotherapy uh, developed in Australia, in Queensland, by a, na- a guy by the name of Frank Wright. He was a psychotherapist, or he still is a psychotherapist as far as I know. Um, and he was finding that people were coming to him with a certain issue and the talk therapy was, even after two years of talk therapy, they were still sort of talking about the same issue. It hadn't really shifted that much. And the person's bank account's drained and it's you know time-consuming, energy-consuming. And he just felt like the conscious mind's blocking what the subconscious knows how to do something with. So he goes, okay, let's just bypass conscious mind and go to subconscious. And the process is incredible. Within four sessions, whatever you go there for, it's either resolved or had a big shift in it. So it's more well known now, this PSH therapy, so private subconscious mind healing therapy. And I've been using it on and off for various issues. Usually things resolve or a big shift within about two to three sessions these days. Um, So I've been seeing uh, the guy I see, uh, Michael Masani. He just finished writing his own book, which is groundbreaking and incredible for people with anxiety and depression. His book is called The Mind That Can't Let Go. Um, I recommend that if you... uh, get a chance to get a copy from, from him, uh, Michael Masani. He's an incredibly gifted therapist, uh, very intuitive, uh, and works with me incredibly well. So the session we had that day, I'd booked um, weeks in advance, and the session was, was different to usual. The pathway he guided me through was a sacred pathway of a healer, of a shaman, uh, and really honouring that pathway on, on a very universal level. Uh, that went quite deep into my psyche, like so deep as like, I don't know where that where that session went, but I know it's cooking somewhere, and that's often how you feel after a PSH session. If you're like, I didn't quite hear all that, but I know a part of me was listening, and it's gone deep, and it'll keep cooking and and uh, working its way through the system to help integrate. And um, and what the system is doing in PSH is it's not trying to it's not trying to fix things. It's honouring, accepting, and acknowledging what's in the deep inner mind uh, with total reverence allowing it to be seen and heard, uh, that's so powerful. It's holding space for those parts that we feel we can't hold space for, we don't know how to, or feel like those parts don't deserve space held for them. That's so healing. So I had that session that was profound. A few hours later, I had another session book with um, someone that I see for deep help as well, uh, Meg Appleton. She's a social worker. Um, among many other talents and skills she has, she's highly intuitive works very powerfully with sacred geometry as well. And I feel I have a very strong spiritual connection with her, like a heart-based connection. And uh, that session, we worked on really deep issues, and one of them that come out was panic. I never worked with panic before. I never thought of myself as a panic, panicky person. I had, uh, I've had a couple of panic attacks in my life, but they were short-lived, and they were associated more with doing certain kung fu practices because of the breathing bringing out a certain um, stimulation in my nervous system. Uh, I never thought I was a panicky person, but when I think now, it's like I live most of my life with high-functioning anxiety, um, 
with uh, the panic button on in my brain, in my nervous system. I've been functioning with the panic button on. That is so energy consuming. Um, so in that session, we work with panic. We asked what it was for. Um, it felt heard. We asked that energy to, can we, can you sit back down at the table? Um, I often think about the inner mind like a, like a democracy of voices with uh, the, the, the round table. It's usually an oval-shaped table for me for some reason. And, in, and that, that, uh, that table's inside my, inside my mind, inside my heart. And there's all the voices of reason, the voices of emotion, the voices of you know, certain thoughts, negative or positive. And there's one or two vo- voices that are standing up and they're quite dominant at the table. And so I ask the, the real big dominance of that panic Okay, thank you. Thank you for the information. It's really important. And it was to do with making connections with family, rebuilding connections with family, honoring those connections, seeing the gift inside the people who were closest to me, um, and actually going towards and rebuilding relationships and honoring those things, seeing the, seeing the people who have been there all my life in a different light and not with this negative lens, not, this, not with this lens of wounding and abuse. Um, seeing them for the magical people that they are and uh, so close and the love that's there, the soul group that we're, we're all in, seeing that. And I was like, wow, thank you, Panic, for that incredible advice. And I asked, is okay, Ken, thank you for sending me the information. I hear you and I'll, this is what I'm going to do with it. So I had action steps for what to do with it so that the Panic didn't need to build up in my soul psychology again so hard. So I, was actually, I actually work with Panic Frequently now, I, I invite it in and ask what its mes- what message is. Uh, we ask the panic to sit down at the table, and can we ask another, perhaps more mature archetype, a safer archetype, to come up? And it was to do with awareness, awareness and consistency. And what happened after that was I felt this massive octahedron descend from above me, filtering through my body and actually relaxing each part of my body as if there was. Uh, a plug at the bottom of my energy field just releasing all this stuff and inside it was coming deep calmness. So my nervous system had actually found the off switch for this panic that it's been my nervous system all my life. And there was a lot of panicky things in my um, childhood. It really f- uh, affected me quite deeply. Um, but I look now and I have... Uh, people notice, some people say that you look 10 years younger and they don't know why, they say your energy is different, there's been a profound, real tangible change and I do, I do look younger. Um, How I feel inside is different, my heart is shimmering, Um, I'm able to live in the world and I'm I'm asking for the universe to show me what thriving feels like now, it's like I can't wait to thrive. And today the thriving dropped into me while I was in waking state, not just in meditation. Um, And I'm exhilarated, absolutely exhilarated in my life now. Um, after working with de- uh, devastation for pretty much two years, um, devastation that you know my life was bound, the realization that my life was built on a lot of fantasy, and um, and it was not that mature. It helped me get through, helped me survive, but the fantasy is not really that useful to me anymore. So it was like, what am I left with? And just this devastation of how many years I spent building certain uh, certain pathways in my life that were sort of ending at nowhere. But now, um, now as the exhilarations come in, as the polarity of devastation is exhilaration. Exhilaration is joy plus excitement mixed together. And um, it's just amazing. 
Uh, so I'm, I'm using exhilaration. I'm, I so can't wait to plan, you know, each six weeks of my life now. Make plans, bring out what's in my heart, um, build my life upon the foundation of the triumph of overcoming childhood trauma and integrating it and having, and I say this all on, with all honesty, complete appreciation for the trauma that I experienced and I saw when I was a kid. Um, trauma mainly to do with domestic violence. Um, whether it was real or not, I felt like I could be killed any day by a raging father. Uh, verbally abusive, emotionally distant, absent, uh, emotionally very damaging. Um, yeah, uh, that really affected me very deeply. Um, it felt like there's parts of us that can be injured by trauma. Parts of us can be disabled by trauma and parts of us can be killed, especially the inner warrior can be killed by trauma but these things can be revived and that's what happened with my session with my mentor Jason Irving opened up another space in my heart everything was brimming it breathed life into a path that felt so crippled um, so cowering Um, and then the other sessions kept integrating so this integration of childhood of overcoming childhood trauma will take um, probably a year to integrate properly and that the day of those two sessions with the PSH and with Meg where I felt the, the panic had been heard and the octahedron come through and, and totally found the off switch for panic in my body, in my nervous system. I went to the gym that night after sitting with the sense of peace, like absolute sense of the deepest peace ever. And I've done meditation for 30 years and I've had some very deep meditation experiences with joy and calmness and inner beauty and all that sort of stuff. This was more than all of those experiences combined. Went to the gym, walking out of the gym and my intuition is like, you healed from your childhood today. And I'm like, hang on, did I just, did I just hear that? And I was like, yeah, you healed from your childhood today. And um, I didn't quite take it on board because I was like, that's, I didn't think it was possible to heal from a childhood. I honestly didn't. And I asked a few people who are therapists, can you heal from a childhood? They're like, yeah, you can. Um, and a lot of people don't. A lot of people never do. But um, yeah, so I'm taking on board. I've healed from my childhood. Uh, I know the integration will take more time. But there's been a profound shift. Um, so my one of the, my projects that I've got coming out is called Warrior Legs. I started with this program three years ago, and uh, I have ninety percent of it filmed. I filmed that about a year ago, and what it is, it's an Eastern Western based form of exercise for making a really solid and powerful single leg squat. If you've got a single leg squat that's really solid and powerful, there's a lot of body knowledge. There's a huge process that the mind and the body go through to, to transform into that ability to do that. It's great for martial arts people, for yoga people, for people who do a lot of hiking, skiers, um, people who just want to have a really strong um, backbone of energy as well. The legs, training legs affects your brain. Um, your body's really an extension of your brain. If your body works better, your brain works better. Um, there's a lot of research with that idea um, to do with cognitive function, um, growing new synaptic regions, uh, like synaptic connections. Um, and a big part of my course, especially the eastern part, is using sacred geometry uh, and energy work to overcome injuries that may have blocked you. So where there's stagnant energy. Um, and it's useful for you know people who are weekend warriors, people who... Um, who were athletes and now been sidelined because of, of injuries. 
and working out the emotions and working with the emotions because in the end injuries want to take us in a different direction we, we must go in a different direction uh, and usually and that I shouldn't say usually but it is the direction we have to go is inside work out what's in our psychology what's in our emotional body where our resistances are where our needs are what personalities are running are the dysfunctional personality archetypes are running can we change it to a more healthy one uh, honoring limitations um, working with the ego working with the archetype of the superhero the addictor the injured athlete the injured man woman so working with those things is, that's what the program is about how to move forward with injuries you may have make your biomechanics really sound uh, we're working with um, toes feet ankles knees hips lower backs sacroiliac joints making those joints work really well getting the priming of muscles so the biomechanics is really good there's a good firing pattern so we don't overload our injuries for future injuries getting greater body awareness and working with energy so the as aspects of qigong which is the um, mind meditation body <coughs> excuse me um, body uh, energy work for empowering your body a big part of martial arts training is actually making the energy in your body more powerful and the psychology more powerful to make the physical body keep developing. That's actually something that's huge in martial arts, uh, especially Eastern martial arts, Chinese martial arts in particular, has links with Tai Chi. Um, what they found was, this is the masters, you know, hundreds of years ago, there's a, there's a lot of intelligence in martial arts. There's people who were geniuses working with the body and developing the body. They found if a body was trained properly after about two years it wouldn't develop much further so as soon as they found though you, if you combine qigong like um, power-based meditation to the practice energy-based meditation the body could keep developing for all of your life so that's why we see old masters who are quite powerful still have the suppleness of their youth people who were in their 60s starting tai chi and to returning their body back to the state as it was a, as a child and that's a big concept in uh, in Tai Chi and Qigong, returning your body to the state it was as a child, has a lot of meanings. One is that you have really youthful energy again, that the body gains more elasticity and you put the spring back into connected tissue and ligaments. Um, so the Western exercise, from what I see, doesn't really have it like that, although it's got some pretty amazing people doing Western exercise who are you know, well into their 80s and, and beyond who are doing some pretty amazing things for their age. The Qigong methods, Tai Chi methods have been doing it for centuries where there's, um, there's continual transformation of not just the body, the big focus on the body because it's when you tie the mind, body, spirit and emotions into the body, everything is amplified. So um, we're looking at people who are developing always and have a growth mindset all of their life. This is what my program is being built on and it'll be coming out in three weeks. If you want to know more about me, uh, you can find me on Facebook as Chris Radnage. That's R-A-D-N-E-D-G-E. Uh, or on YouTube, I've got uh, numerous accounts on YouTube channels and under Chris Radnage. And you can find me on Instagram under Chris Radnage as well. All the best. And you can overcome the most difficult things in your life.